0: message you're about to listen to
1: is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Centre. Remain blessed as you listen. A lot of people are sick. A lot of people are afflicted. Sick, they are afflicted, and they need divine intervention. Just a trip to the infirmary or the hospital, you begin to find out that a lot of people who are at death's end some are, uh, you know, terminal at a very young age. Some afflicted with one disease or the other. Some have cancers, some have tumors, some have blood conditions. And the thing about it is that it's important for us to know what God's plan is and God's will is concerning sickness and disease. Because we need to know that. We need to have clarity concerning that. Because if we do not know what God's will is concerning sickness, then we will not be able to pray confidently to God or use the name of Jesus to bring and effect a healing. Does God want people well? Does he want people healed? Is it his will sometimes and other times it's not his will? What exactly is God's plan and God's will concerning sickness? So we're going to be starting that series today and we're going to be learning quite a bit. Praise God. Now let's turn our Bible to Acts of Apostles chapter number 10. If you are watching this on the, this live stream, kindly help us in sharing it. Share it. All right. So that a lot of people can. We're blessed because we're going to be praying for the sick. Hallelujah. We have good results and good response when we pray for the sick. Amen. All right. Acts 10 and 38. Look what it says. It says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. He says, Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, or Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What does that show us? It shows us that God in Jesus went about on doing what the devil did. So sickness is not a gift from God. Sickness is not a work of God. It's a work of the devil. Hallelujah. I don't know what the diagnosis is. It can be diabetes mellitus. It can be hypertension. It can be cardiovascular accident. It can be um, his sprungs. It can be whatever the name is called. Listen to me. All right. It is not a gift from
0: God. God is not using it to teach you anything. There is no message. There is no lesson to be learned from sickness. It says, Jesus went about healing
1: all that were oppressed of the devil. So the devil was the one who was oppressing, but God was the one doing the healing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, it's very important for us to understand that Jesus is God-manifest. So, anything, anything we see in Jesus, any character we see in Jesus, that's the character of God. Very important for us to understand that. Any character we see in Jesus, that's the character of God. Because Jesus is the visible manifestation of the invisible God. Colossians chapter number 1 and verse 18 says, well, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15 calls him the image of the invisible God the firstborn of every creation. So that means Jesus is the icon, the image of the invisible God. He is God we see. We don't see God, we have not seen God in His form, in His physicality before, but when we see Jesus, we see God. So that means Jesus' approach to something is God's approach to that thing. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father, but by me." Then he goes on to say, "'No man has seen the Father at any time. No man has seen the Father at any time, but the only begotten who dwells in the bosom of the Father, he reveals him.'" Glory to God. Jesus also says, he said, "'If you have seen me, you have seen the Father also.'" So that means the revelation of Jesus is the revelation of the Father. The revelation of the character of Jesus is the revelation of the character of the Father. So that means if you want to understand Jesus, um, God's position concerning sickness, we should look at Jesus' position concerning sickness. If we want to understand God's position, all right, and God's disposition concerning healing, we should look at Jesus'
0: disposition concerning healing. Hallelujah. 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 You know, sometimes, you know, I've,
1: I've seen quite a, a bit. All right, you see some people are terminally ill, and you hear them say, why did God put this on me? Why did God put this on me? When disasters happen in the world, they call it an act of God. Because, you see, in the mindset of many, when things bad happen beyond the control of man, they say it is God that did it. They call it an act of God. Hallelujah. We've got on the point that the world is so ignorant of the
0: nature and character of God that bad that things are attributed to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what did Jesus do when he was on earth? Look
1: at Matthew chapter 8 and 16. All right, Matthew 8, 16. Jesus demonstrates the love of God, all right, to mankind by healing the sick. Amen. By healing the sick. He demonstrates the love of God to mankind by healing the sick. Look at the Bible says in 16. Hmm. He doesn't even back up and look at Verse 14, he says, and when Jesus was coming into, into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever. And he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose and ministered unto them. So Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. And 15, 16, he now says, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Hallelujah. He healed all that were sick. All that were sick. (laughs) Glory to God. He didn't heal some and left some sick. No. He healed all that were sick. 17. He says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah, the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bear our sickness. Amen. So Jesus healing the sick, all right, in Matthew 18, glory to God, and verse 16 was a fulfillment of Isaiah 53. Amen.
0: That himself, he himself took away our sickness and disease. Glory to God. Glory to God. So I don't know
1: what the sickness is. It could be endometriosis. It could be infertility. You've been married three years or four years. All right, you've not been able to have a child, and you're wondering, whoa, what? We God? We when we God visit me? Or you're thinking the devil's been you, to deceive you, telling you, oh, that there is a plan. You know, all right, there's no, no. Listen to me. It is not God keeping you from having kids. He's not a one. He's a good God. If there is anything that must be very clear in your mind and in your heart, it is that God is good and doesn't have wickedness and evil to give. Praise God. He doesn't have wickedness and evil to give. The Bible says in James 1.13, it says, Every good gift and perfect gift comes from God, comes from the Father of lights, in whom there is no what? Variableness, nor shadow of turning. Is sickness a good gift? No, it is not.
0: Hallelujah. Is disease a good gift? No, it is not. It is not. Hallelujah. It is not. It is not. And you
1: see, because sickness is an oppression of the devil, your disposition and your stance towards sickness should be as violent, as persistent as you would do the devil. Do not accommodate sickness in your body. Visit sickness as you resist the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Yesterday, one my daughters, I, I was trying to reach her and tell her, oh, something, something, something. I, I need to do something. When she comes, she tells me, oh, I've not been feeling fine for a few days. What's the matter? I have cough. I've got, you know, I've got this. I've got that. I shouted a healing at her on the phone. I shouted it. Be healed in Jesus' name. Come out of it. You understand? And check back that same now. How you doing? Oh, the fever broke. I'm fine. I'm good. Glory to God. Yeah, that's what that's already. Glory to God. Amen. No sickness is permitted in our body. Glory to Jesus. Now, one major thing you find out in the ministry of Jesus when he comes to the sick is that he had compassion
0: on the sick. Compassion. You see, the compassion of Jesus shows you something that...
1: In that sickness that you're feeling, in that physical challenge, that pain you feel in your body, God is not
0: oblivious. God is not unconcerned. God cares that you are in pain. God cares that you are in difficulty. He cares. Many times you will see Jesus, that Jesus was moved by people who were sick. He was
1: moved by their suffering. God is moved by your suffering. And God, being moved by your suffering, made him to do something. And what did he do? He sent Jesus to die. Hallelujah. He sent Jesus to die. Then he raised Jesus from the dead. Then he gave us his Holy Spirit. The power of resurrection. He gave us the Holy Spirit in the work of salvation. Why? The
0: compassion of God. The love of God moved him to do something about suffering. Matthew 20. Matthew 20. And 34. Okay, let's start from 29. It says, and, That's Matthew 20 and 13, 29. It says, and as they departed from Jericho,
1: a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them. Because um, because they should owe their peace, but they cried the more, saying, Have mercy on us, low Lord, thou son of David. 32. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? They said unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be open. These guys were blind. So Jesus, pay attention, Jesus had compassion on them. Now, the word compassion there is the Greek word, all right, you know, you could shorten it to splankna. And what splankna means, all right, when you talk about compassion, it means to be moved from the inside. Hallelujah. To be moved from the inside to so help. It's sympathy. Amen. Sympathy. To so felicitate with somebody. Hallelujah. And what we find about the compassion of Jesus is that the compassion of Jesus always resulted in him doing something about the person he was compassionate about. Hallelujah. He always did something for the person he was compassionate about. Hallelujah. He said, and so Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes. Oh, hallelujah. And immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. So the thing is this. Jesus, whenever he touched the sick, got them well. The touch of Jesus always brought healing to the sick. The touch of Jesus never brought sickness. So the touch of God brings healing. The touch of God brings deliverance. The touch of God never brings oppression. Hallelujah. Anyone watching me tonight under any form of oppression be free in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. As you are hearing the sound of my voice, receive deliverance in the name of Jesus. Be freed in the name of Jesus from that oppression. In the name of the Lord Jesus. That yoke is broken by the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You are free in the name of Jesus. Your eyes they see. Your ears hear now. Any hearing issue is healed now by the power of the Spirit of God. By the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of the Lord. Every attraction. Is healed now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All us are healed now. In the name of Jesus. The touch
0: of Jesus brings health and brings healing. Hallelujah. The touch of Jesus brings health and brings healing. Glory so to God.
1: Glory to God. Hallelujah. The touch of God
0: brings health and it brings healing. Look at Mark chapter number one. The Mark's Gospel chapter number one. And verse 41. Or let's have verse 39 into 41.
1: And look what it says here. It says, And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Matthew 41, we look at compassion. And Jesus
0: moved with
1: compassion. Hallelujah. Moved with compassion. Oh, I can tell you. Listen, when in the presence of suffering, the first thing
0: God is moved with is compassion. In fact, when God sends men, amen, to
1: meetings, and when God instructs men to hold healing meetings and healing services, when God gives the word to men, instructions to men, to have services where the sick are prayed for, the, the, the what moves God, so to speak, all right, to do all of that is compassion. Because God is compassionate. Towards your suffering. He is not indifferent. I said, God is not indifferent. Or oh, you may be asking, where is God? Where is God? Is God not looking at me? Is God not aware of this? Is God not aware of that? Listen, he is aware. He is not
0: indifferent. He is moved with compassion towards you move with compassion hallelujah hallelujah
1: said all right there came a leper to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him all right if thou wilt thou canst make me think We see something very powerful here the leper said
0: jesus if you are willing if you are willing, you will make me whole. There are a lot of people that question whether or not God is willing
1: to heal them, because they feel that probably they've committed one sin or on another, they've done one evil or on another,
0: and they do not deserve to be healed. That they, are not, they don't deserve to be healed. Hallelujah. And this leper, ostracized from society
1: because of his condition. No, listen, you know what, what a leper is? A leper, under the Old Testament, was one of the most despised, I mean, groups of people under the Mosaic law, the leper. The leper was not supposed to live with other Israelites. The leper was viewed as unclean. Do you understand? He was viewed as unclean, all right? It meant that he couldn't go to the market, he couldn't trade, his his income was affected. Leprosy would affect your financial life, all right? It would
0: affect the love life. It would affect your, I mean, every single part of your life. every single aspect, leprosy, man was leprous, praise God, praise God, so he says to Jesus, if you will, if you are willing, you will make me well, hallelujah, now normally
1: according to the Lord, Jesus was not supposed to touch that man, Jesus was supposed to stay clear of that man. Because according to the law, if you came in contact with anyone who was leprous and they touched, you touched them or they touched you, you became unclean and had to go through a ceremony, a cleansing ceremony for about seven days. And you would stay away from the camp, away from a city, in an isolation
0: center. Hallelujah. It's been a while there have been isolation centers in this world. So leprosy is like COVID. Oh, you catch it. They say, don't come close. Stay away. Stay away. God to isolate you. Hallelujah. And the guy said, Lord, if you are willing... He says, if you will, thou canst make me clean. So
1: notice something. The leper here did not doubt the ability of Jesus to heal him. What he doubted was the willingness of Jesus to heal him.
0: Just like many people today. They don't doubt God's ability to heal. What the doubt is his willingness to heal right now. So they said this, I know God can.
1: Glory to God. They say, I know God can, but I'm I'm not sure whether He will. So this leper said, All right, I know you can, but will you? And look at what Jesus said. Look at what Jesus said. Look at the response of Jesus in 41. All right.
0: And Jesus
1: moved with what? With what? Compassion. So God, Jesus hears what the guy says. Oh, he said, Oh, I wish you knew. I wish you knew it was why I came. Hallelujah, I wish you knew, I wish you knew that this was my life's mission, I wish you knew that this is the reason why I'm going to die on the cross, I wish you knew, I wish you knew this is why I paint the ultimate Christ. because I care for you, alright, because I love you, I am crazy in love with you, Ah, I am crazy in love with you, I am not unmoved, I am not untouched, I am not indifferent to your suffering.
0: and he was moved with compassion and he was moved with compassion
1: and jesus moved with compassion put forth his hand and did what was not allowed under the law he touched the leper amen and said unto him i am willing i will you have no doubt about my ability but your question was about my willingness. So he tells him, I will. And he says, I will be thou clean. And the Bible said, that as soon as he had spoken, immediately, the leprosy departed from him, and he was blessed.
0: And he was blessed. Anybody here, under the sound of my voice, that has any form of leprosy,
1: that has any form of communicable disease, that has any form of transmittable disease, whether it is HIV or it's COVID, or whatsoever the problem is, in the name of Jesus, who is moved with compassion, I declare you cleansed in Jesus' name. I declare you cleansed in the name of Jesus. I declare you cleansed in the name of Jesus. I declare you cleansed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in jesus name hallelujah hallelujah
0: hallelujah now there is something we find as we study the healing ministry of jesus praise god only we find when we study the healing ministry of jesus can you trust fine and it is that people got Healed many times when they came to Jesus in faith. Take this definition of healing down. Healing is God's act of mercy in response to man's faith. Healing is God's act of mercy. In response to man's faith. So that means, healing is God's work. Amen? Healing is God's work. Anywhere there is healing, God is at work. So medical doctors are not agents of the devil. They are God's instrument of bringing healing to you naturally. Praise the Lord. Let me say this again. The medical
1: doctors are not agents of the devil. They are God's instruments
0: of healing to you naturally. The pastor that is holding a healing meeting is not your enemy. He is God's
1: instrument of bringing healing to you supernaturally. So there are two spectrums, all right, two dimensions through which healing can come.
0: Healing can come Naturally. And healing can come supernaturally. Healing can come
1: naturally. And healing can come supernaturally.
0: That's our thing. Healing is God's act of mercy in response to man's faith. Let me say it again. Healing is God's act of mercy or compassion
1: in response. To so, so when God heals a man, God moves in love to heal that man.
0: Healing is a demonstration of God's love for humanity. This is why we need to take the healing ministry seriously. Because the healing ministry is a
1: ministry that showcases and demonstrates God's love in such a way that man can feel love hallelujah amen because until men are shown love they will not know their love so when a man is sick at the point of death and healing comes to him what has happened god has demonstrated his love to that man god has demonstrated his kindness to that man healing is kindness Glory to god healing is a divine act of kindness.
0: A kind God will not sponsor wickedness. A love God will not sponsor wickedness. Sickness is wickedness. Sickness dehumanizes. It's shame. It's wicked. It's not God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As I said, healing is
1: God's act of mercy in response to man's faith. If we look at Matthew chapter number 9, from verse 1, you will find that Jesus responds to their faith. So Jesus is moved in compassion. Amen. All right. In compassion and response to people's faith. Matthew 9. Now what faith is he responding to? He's responding to the fact that they came to him for healing. Faith for healing is not hard. Faith for healing just means you are coming to God to say, heal me. Praise God. Praise God. Not confessing at something times and no, no, no. When you so the confession and the meditating on scripture is to get you to that point where you say, I believe God can heal me. And I believe God will heal me. Meditating on the word of God and meditating on the scriptures and the promise of God is to get you to the point where you believe in two things the ability of God to heal. And his willingness to heal. Are you following? So, you know, the meditation on scriptures, the listening to the messages, all right, the going through the promises of God is to get you to believe and accept and authenticate two things. One, the
0: ability of God to heal. And number two, the willingness of God to heal. Amen. The ability of God to heal and the willingness of God to heal.
1: Hmm. Karahaga. Oh, 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 oh. glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's why the Spirit of God do like a salt in my stomach, in my spirit. Hallelujah. He says, yeah, 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 I'm willing to heal. I'm able to heal. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. I'm willing to heal. I'm able to heal. Believe me. Believe me. Believe me. Huh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Take your eyes off the symptoms. Take your eyes off the negative confessions. Take your eyes off the contrary, contrary information. And set your heart on me, says the Lord. I am willing to heal. And I'm able
0: to heal. Believe me. Believe me. Glory to God. Believe me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Believe me. All right? Matthew 9. And he entered into a ship and
1: passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the power. See, lying on a bed. And Jesus seeing their faith said unto the listen, Jesus seen what? Jesus seen what? Jesus sin what?
0: Jesus seen what? What does that tell you? Faith can be seen. Faith can be he said,
1: Jesus seeing their faith, the Bible said. Jesus seeing their faith. So that means there is an active component of faith in receiving your healing. The woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5. The Bible says, when she heard of Jesus, she said in her heart, I will what? He said, if I may
0: touch the helm of his garment, I shall be made what? Every week whole. And when she went about seeking to touch his clothes, that action of touching his clothes is what? Faith. Because faith can be seen.
1: Faith is not garments. Faith is active. Faith is not government. Faith is locomotive. When you say God told you to do something, or God said he will do something, that word he gave to you will move you to do something. Let me say that again. When you say you believe God's word concerning you to do something, that word concerning you will move you to do something. Faith is locomotive. Faith never Keeps you stranded. Faith never keeps you uh, motionless.
0: When faith comes, it moves you. When it doesn't move you, faith has not come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a saying of faith. There are
1: actions of faith. There are things you do to show you have received faith. You've received or you believe you've
0: received Hallelujah. So it says, He saw their feet. He saw their feet. And
1: said unto the sick of the palsy, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, very important that so far. Amazing. Jesus called the sick of the palsy son. Amen. What does that tell you? Your sickness or the sickness that you may be dealing with and the condition that you may be dealing with does not invalidate your identity in Christ. Jesus didn't call the guy sick man or didn't call him sick of the palsy. Jesus did not call the man by his disease. Jesus didn't call the man by his condition. Jesus
0: called the man by his identity. He said, Son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, son. In that Jesus calls that guy son,
1: we begin to see that it is consistent with sonship to receive God's love. It is consistent with sonship to receive healing. No wonder Jesus says healing is the children's word bread. It is the bread of the house. It is what we eat in the house. It is what belongs to the children in the house. Hallelujah. So it is normal and should be normal for sons and daughters of God to what? receive healing and receive healing
0: and receive healing again. Because it's the children's bread. Hallelujah. He said, son, thy sins be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee.
1: Hallelujah. 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 Then in 6. He says, But that ye may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the power, Arise, take up thy bed. Hallelujah. And go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Look at Matthew 9. Alright, look at Matthew chapter 9 verse 22. Alright, that's where we have looked at, right? So, Matthew nine twenty-two. look at this quickly. Let's start from verse 21. This is a woman with the issue of blood, Mark 5, corresponding scripture. Alright, Matthew 9, 21. It said, says, For she said within her heart, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. 22. But Jesus standing about, and when he saw her, he said, What did he say? What did he say? Daughter. Remember again. He just called the first guy what? Son. Now he calls the woman daughter. What is going on? Jesus is addressing them by their identity. He is not addressing them by their condition. They are sons and daughters of the covenant. And because they are sons and
0: daughters of the covenant... Healing is their right. It belongs to them. So when a believer
1: is talking about healing, he's not talking about something that doesn't belong to him. He's talking about
0: his rights. It is the right of the believer to be healed. you understand? It is the right. It is your right to be healed. So right. Because Jesus is the last prophet of the old covenant.
1: He is the last prophet of the old covenant and rises from the dead as the high priest of the new. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, as the last prophet of the old covenant,
0: he is showing that even under the old. Healing is their rights. So that's why you find whenever there were a community of sick people, he healed all
1: when they came to him. He healed her. all. All. showing that it was their rights. It was their inheritance. Because in scriptures, all only
0: applies to ownership. All get what is their right to get. So when you see all and they were all
1: in scripture, it's talking about a common inheritance, a common word heritage.
0: So you write things and they were all healed. Hallelujah! And you find expression and they all speak with tongues.
1: Why? Because the spirit is commonly owned by the believers, it is our common heritage. <laughs>
0: Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This daughter, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Be of good comfort. Thy
1: faith. Listen to me. Are you having any sickness and all? Number one, remember your identity in Christ. You are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. That's number one. Understanding that you are a son and daughter of God makes you get it that you are receiving healing from your Father who loves you, not from a God who is far away from you. That's number one. Number two, if you have faith in God to heal you, then be of good cheer. Amen. Because where there is faith, then you are not going to be in that condition for long. Amen. Amen. Every single time people came to Jesus, alright, in faith, He would tell them, "Be of good cheer. Don't worry. Your faith has made you whole." Amen. Because faith is the final faith. Faith is the final full stop on the oppression of the devil. Faith is a final full stop to every oppression of the devil. When you rise up and say. In the name of Jesus, Satan, enough. In the name of Jesus, Satan, enough. Because faith is believing that God is able to do what he says he will do, or God is
0: able to do what he says he has done. In the New Testament, there are the has done
1: of God, and there are the will do. Of God, for example, He has forgiven our sins, all our sins. Praise God! But He will resurrect our bodies. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing that? He has forgiven all our sins, but He will what? Resurrect our bodies. Romans eight nineteen. Praise God! So there are the has done and the will do. Glory to God. Hmm. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said, Glory to
0: God. Glory to God. Now, let me just touch on something before we close and pray. Something very important. In the Old Testament, or, you know, when I'm talking about the Old
1: Testament, I'm also referring to the Gospels, because the Gospels, though in the New Testament section, and they were written during the New Testament period, were accounts of what happened
0: in the Old Testament, if you know what I mean. Praise God. All right? They are accounts of what happened in the Old Testament. Now, you find out that in the
1: Gospels, most of the healings, or all of the healings, were performed by Jesus and his disciples. St. Luke's Gospel 10, Matthew 10, we find his disciples also heal the sick. the cast out devils. You see all of that. You see
0: all of that there. But in the New Testament, the Christian, praise God, has actually been enabled to be able to heal his body, his own self. Oh boy, I don't know where you understand what I'm saying. You see, when we pray for the sinner who is sick, the healing power comes from us and hits their bodies, then they get healed. They do not have healing power in them. They have healing power
1: transmitted to them. So when the believer prays for the sinner, he transmits healing power that is resident in him. Amen. Glory to God. All right. And deposit it in that sinner's body, driving
0: the demonic influence out. Are you getting this? But in the New Testament, the believer
1: received somebody called the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit
0: is the power of resurrection. Is a power correction. He is the one
1: that
0: quickens the body of believers. Look at Romans 8, Romans 8 and 11. We'll close here. Romans 8 and 11. He says, Here, he says, if that same spirit, Romans 8 and 11, hallelujah. He says, but if the spirit of him, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, pay
1: attention. If the spirit of him that raised up Jesus
0: from the dead dwell in you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. He says, if the spirit of
1: him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. So, hold on. The spirit that is talking about dwelling in you was the one who raised Jesus from the dead. But what does that mean? It means that this spirit canceled
0: death in Jesus' body. Amen. So, that means... The Spirit is Jesus' victory
1: over death. Hallelujah. Because if the Spirit is the one that raised Jesus from the dead, it means that the Spirit is the victory. Amen.
0: The Spirit is the victory over over death, over sickness, and over disease. Hallelujah. So he says, if the Spirit of him
1: that raised up Jesus from the dead, dwell in you. He says, He that raised up Christ from the dead, shall also what? Quicken your what? Mortal bodies. He says, I quicken your what? Mortal bodies. Now, He didn't say quicken your dead bodies. He said, we quicken your mortal bodies. Now, there is a
0: difference between mortal and dead. Mortal means subject to dying, dead means dead. Praise God! Praise God! So,
1: I my body is mortal, and it's telling me that the hope
0: of my body being vitalized is the spirit. So, that means if I have a problem
1: in my body, sorry to God. The Holy Ghost that lives in my body, by the way, glory to God, can what? Vitalize my body. Amen. So that means, as a believer, I need to learn how to activate the power of the spirit that is dwelling in the confines of my body
0: to bring healing my way.
1: Hallelujah. So, when I learned this, as a believer... I will not need hands to be laid on me
0: when I'm sick. I will learn how to what? Take my healing. Hallelujah. Where will I take it from?
1: From the within me. I'm taking my healing from within. The Holy Ghost
0: lives within me. I am taking my healing from where? Within. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That is the fastest way to get healed. Because it is dependent on you. It is dependent on your knowledge. It is dependent on your faith. We would get many more believers healed when we
1: are able to get them to activate the power of God to heal them
0: that already resides within them. Praise God. Praise God. When we are able to get believers to
1: activate the power of God to heal them by the power that already dwells
0: within them. Within them. Praise God. You know, folks, you know, we have to get to a point where
1: sometimes you have, oh, we need to use anointing oil. There's nothing wrong with using anointing oil. In fact, the Lord showed me one very soon there's a service we're gonna have. He already told me I, I, I should get oil and anoint the sick. Praise God. And yeah, I'm going to do it. We're going to anoint people that are sick. Do you want to eat it? I'll anoint you with oil, according to James 5. Praise God. All right. Amen. Because the oil is just a point of contact. And there are some folks that they will not receive except there is a point of contact. Praise God. That's the level of their faith. And many times, God will meet you at the level what? of your faith. If you look at Mark, God, chapter five, there were two healings in Mark 5. The woman with the issue of blood and Jairus' daughter. Amen. Jairus' daughter, the woman with the issue of blood, said, If I touch him, if I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. Jairus said, If you come to my house and lay your hand on my daughter, she'll be healed. Both of them had two different statements of it. One said, He doesn't need to lay hands on me, I will lay hands on him. That my healing is tied to my laying my hands on him. The other person said, no, I, I'm not going to be healed by laying no hands on him. He's got to come and lay his hands on my daughter for her to be healed. Then you have another scenario, the centurion. Yeah, had the six Sabbath. The guy said, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak. So that means you have three different healing, three different conditions. Three different people who needed the manifestation of the power of God,
0: but their level of faith was different. Their level of faith was different. Praise God. One said, he doesn't need to know. My faith will draw the power out. He doesn't need to be aware.
1: Another one said, he needs to come physically. And I need to see him lay his hand on my daughter. Then, my daughter shall what? Notice, Jesus never healed the sick in a contradictory faction to what they said they were expecting.
0: When they said, this is what I want you to do, he lined up with it. Praise God. So for example, you want to pray for somebody that is sick and the person is expecting that you lay hands on them. Praise God. Amen. You better lay hands on them. Because the power of God will be manifested as they
1: release their faith. If they don't release their faith, then there is no miracle. Amen. Lay hands on them. There are some that say, Until I drink that anointing of your own beast. Pray for bless the anointing and give them to drink. Then later on, you can teach them revelation knowledge. Don't say they must have revelation knowledge. Praise God. And come up before you, they will die before you understand. You get that, they get there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God's will is healing. God's will is healing. God wants you well the compassion of god the goodness of god all right it is the goodness of god and the compassion of god to heal the sick praise god praise god praise god so wherever you are you did any kind of healing need any intervention in any area of your life you need not talk to god and ask you have just listened to a message by reverend dr femi olale of Oikea christian center For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain
0: blessed.